Never change. That's what didn't I'm you saying. read? Didn't you read your high school yearbook <laughs> or your homeschool yearbook? <laughs> Did you get a yearbook? We could have, but we didn't. I think. I think it was how it went. Ended up going. So you never got told to have fun in the sun and get laid in the shade. No, I never, never did. did. And I never did any of that. I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> how do I? How do I do it? Tell me how. Well, I want to be part of this world. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that melody goes. I don't remember. But the sentiment, it's the thought that counts. Walking around with my, what do you call them? Friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, low-hanging fruit. Uh, I'm your friend, Nathan. A little, a little too close to home there, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's okay. All my friends were, well, almost all. Like ninety five percent of my friends were just just bullies, and they were so goddamn mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, like true friends. In the first like two weeks of seventh grade, um, my friend group would like every morning before school, they would just like spray banaka in my eyes and hit me in the nuts. <laughs> what? What is banaka? Yeah, it's like um, teenage breath freshener oh yeah uh, yeah that's not good at all why would they No, they're assholes this is that's... fucking lord of the flies with friends like these who needs happiness Anemones? <laughs> <laughs> who needs what <laughs> i liked yours better yeah <laughs> i mean that's just, it's just the old dumb bad joke which is what our show is <laughs> Welcome to the old dumb bad joke. Hey, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set Volume 2, Phase 2, Version 2.0. It's a podcast we- that's about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt, and we're going to pull this train wreck apart and salvage all of the good stuff and make a new train and new people that go in it. A new train wreck. <laughs> new train wreck. <laughs> we're experimenting yeah. with a uh, little a little different format. A little tweak. A little tweak here or there. Uh, I got to give it to... I got I to gotta give the credit where it's due, which is my <laughs> you, wife. You've got to give it to her. Yes. I got to give it to As you. It were. What I got, credit... Gotta I gotta get put it, get, get it, it, put it in you. Put it in yeah. her. The credit, <laughs> the credit. Yes, of that, of course. Of course I gotta give it away. Um, now, so Becca was like, "Hey, it seems like you're like working really hard talking about every single song, uh, especially in um, non Garf albums. You know that are like long, and maybe you don't have something interesting to say about every single song. What if you just?" Um, formatted your show a little bit more like your bracket episodes where you just had like uh you know segments um where we were talking about the album in general and then zooming in where we want to as opposed to feeling like we have to so yeah we're gonna give that a shot and see how it works yeah i'm excited i mean i as 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 much as the comprehensiveness of our old format appealed to me it was also just very difficult and yeah. um took a lot of work and it sort of ended up feeling like a drudgery near 
you know, the more recent albums. Especially this. Yeah, this is this, this like, is T-Pain the boneless, mixtape. skinless version. Yeah, <laughs> freshly plucked. Two per two percent. Mm-hmm. I'm using metaphors of things that I hate, so I don't know why. But oh, <laughs> wait. Um, okay. <laughs> Great. Love our little. Also, talks. metaphors that don't really apply to you because you don't really do milk or meat. So, yeah. So really well, knocking it out of the park there. It's for the listeners. Yep. So uh, we're talking about T Pain and specifically his album Revolver. Which yeah, the is pre er mm-hmm. evolve er yes re evolve r. yeah yeah he's he's really emphasizing the evolve on the cover and yeah. uh, uh, it's got a backwards he, R on the other side it's like R bookends yeah. in there yeah he wants to be a Toys R Us kid yeah yeah um so what does he, he evolve into <laughs> what I don't know what he evolve well I think he evolves into a less defensive person. And yep. maybe a less misogynistic person? To an extent, perhaps. To an extent. It's better. hmm Better than his mixtape that came out just before. Apparently, uh, the he really took it literally like, okay, the mixtape is called Prevolver, so I'm just going to get in all... It's like his bachelor party <laughs> before he, like, <laughs> commits to evolving. Because he uh-huh. uh, just spewed a lot of hate. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's, this one's a lot easier to swallow. That's that's the album that finally broke us. 30 songs, 77 minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what made us change the format of our show. Yeah. I got... It, it's funny that it was that and not ICP. Like, I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think it was... I think it partially, like, ICP was the second artist, so we were just not quite as experienced. Right. In a way, it was ICP because... Uh, what kept happening in the last two T-Pain albums was we were like, uh, this sounds like an ICP song. Okay, yep. this this song's about a circus. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? And then we're like, no, 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 ICP's coming back. We just have They're like back PTSD. like vertebra. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, I think we're trying to avoid uh, those dark, dark times. Yes. I have I have a little Ooh. quote here. Um, from T-Pain about the album. As long as it's a little. No, it's actually really big. big, big There's big, a big, lot big. of people who, when they find out about T-Pain, this is him talking about himself in third person, judge me before they know what I got going on or what my music is all about. So, the reason I chose Revolver as the title and spelt it the way I have, um, uh, when you read it online, it's hmm. it's R lowercase and then Evolve all uppercase oh, and then R lowercase. That's not that's how spelling it differently, necessarily. No, capped it the way he has. Yeah. Um, uh, as the title and spelt it, the way I have is basically to show people can be deceived and misjudge something before they look at it properly. Like when Hmm. people hear the word revolver, they immediately think violence, which is what a lot of people think when they first see me. Whereas when they look more closely at the title, apparently, and they see the R's are faded out, they'll realize that in the middle, it's actually saying evolve, which in turn sheds a different light on the whole of the album because what it actually represents is how I've evolved as an artist and as a person between my last album and this one. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, it. I don't think this one's like super evolved, but like I do dislike it less <laughs> than the last couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't feel like there was any real uh, like standout single like buy you a drink on this one. True. Yeah, that song's so great. That song is so as I was good. As I was waiting for you to figure out your uh, technical difficulties before we got started, I was just like watching mm-hmm. the uh, uh, tiny desk. By the way, I think it was Cody France um, made a post on the Patreon saying like, hey, have you guys seen the tiny desk? And uh, yes, we both have. And mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't, you should definitely watch it. It's T-Pain singing without autotune with one keyboard player at the uh, tiny desk series for NPR. And uh, yeah, it's like really cute and it's super awkward. T-Pain feels super awkward about it but in a very charming way. And uh, mm-hmm. they do buy you a drink first and it's really, oh. really good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cute. I also found a uh, an interview that came out um, two days. It was a radio interview and it came out two days after this album was released. Um, and I was watching it. It's the Morning Breakfast Club. I don't know where that is. Oh, gross. But, yeah. It's uh, uh, wherever John Hughes lives. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this interview was released uh, two days, or it was made two days after the release of Revolver. T-Pain, mm-hmm. um, in it, he talks about not wanting to release music anymore for a while because it like felt like a waste of time, like previous to this album. Huh. You know, I guess he hadn't released an album in a while other than Prevolver. Um, and he was just like feeling really discouraged. And they're asking him about Jay-Z's Death of Autotune song. Oh, which- yeah, I heard about that. I haven't actually heard the song. Like, I don't mm. know what it's all about. So, I feel like this was outside of my paradigm, and I didn't, I didn't really follow whatever was happening in the scene, and I'm still not at the but, time. Um, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, me either. Um. So, T Pain was saying that that song killed his like popularity in urban communities. This is his words. Really. Um, but it made him super famous with white people. What? That's what T-Pain said. Like it like gave him access to this whole other demographic because Jay-Z, uh, it, you know, he said white people love Jay-Z. So when Jay-Z started <laughs> rapping about me, uh, white people started listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely got a point there. It does seem like white yeah. people do love Jay-Z. And I don't know if that's like, uh, if that's supposed to be like some sort of weird shade or something, or uh-huh. if he's just being realistic, you know, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and he said some things that he said in, you know, in his songs, like, uh, he doesn't like it when people criticize him for using auto tune. Um, but other people are celebrated for using it. Yeah. So, I mean, he definitely uses it in a much more artful way than most people do. Um, I mean, I haven't even really heard most people use it. Like, I'm so out of touch. Uh, there, I definitely, like, hear, have heard rap songs from, you know, 2008, where a rapper who does not know how to sing is using it to do a melody, and it does not sound gotcha. very good. Yeah. Right. Um, but there, there's a lot of non-autotune singing on this album, on Revolver. Mm-hmm. Which or at least not noticeably cool. autotune. Yeah. Yeah. It's also really techno-y. He gets into like some real Euro oh, yeah. trash, like dance music kind of shit. Yeah. I re- I have a soft spot for that. Yeah. I, I actually really like it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, 
shit that sounds like um Avicii or whatever. Oh man. I love that stuff. Like oh, yeah. I think it's super catchy. I used to listen to uh, it all the time for like running playlists. Yeah, I remember when that came out, you were like, I gotta go run and listen to Avicii. <laughs> it's like I came to visit you in Boston and you're like, Yeah, this is my <laughs> um avoiding getting stabbed song. Just gives yeah. you the strength that you need. It really pumps me up to not get stabbed. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just you're just not feeling it. You just don't have the motivation to <laughs> either go on a run or not get stabbed while you're on a run. And you know, if yeah. you have a pump up song, it can really just like lift you out of that out of that uh, ditch that you're in and just now. Boost ironically, your mm-hmm. ironically, you have to have the song. You know, you're using your iPhone or whatever, so it's playing, and that's what is encouraging people to stab you in the first place to sh- try to steal your phone. But it's sort of um, you. It's a virtuous cycle, it. yeah, because because yeah. then it just makes you run faster. <sighs> Motivation. Well, should we should we get into talking about this album? I guess so. Um, we've talked about it a little bit. There is a lot of Chris Brown on this album, so fuck yeah, is this that. Po- is this post shitty Chris Brown? Yes, or publicly it is. shitty? All that right. was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I think. So yeah, everybody is well aware at this point. So yeah, this is like bef- before Me Too, obviously, and when um, people were just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep working with him. It's none of my business." And now, like everything everyone does is everyone's business. Um, when I say mm. everything, I mean everything that's. Uh, you know, harmful and bad and that you don't want to um, be complacent. <laughs> yeah. About. So I'm not making like a, <laughs> it sounds like you're a real apologist. T- like everyone's just no. sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. No, what I, happens between I a man's that- fists and his wife's or his girlfriend's face is between him and God. <laughs> I, I realized the way that came out. What I mean is I actually do think that everything everyone does is everyone else's business uh, when it comes to like hurting people. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, not like you want to go to an art gallery and appreciate Adolf Hitler's um, watercolors or something. It's like, yeah, context does kind of matter. Yeah. Not that Chris Brown is necessarily Adolf Hitler, but I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, it's conclusively proved that he's not. He <laughs> <laughs> could be like reincarnated or something. <laughs> hey, here's a question. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um what do you think about Dr. Seuss? Oh, um, I don't think much about him. He does not occupy I think a lot, a lot about him space. because I have a child. Yes, yes. Um, he, I understand that he wrote, did some like war propaganda that was super racist and he was kind of anti-Semitic, right? Uh, I don't know about the anti-Semitic part. Um, specifically, I've seen some of the like war propaganda cartooning that he did. You know, it is like, it was a lot of like how to tell the difference between a Chinese person and a Japanese person. It's just like the grossest, like, <laughs> I don't know if that one was him, but it was like a lot of like really gross, de- stereotypical, uh, depictions of, of East Asian folks. Yeah. Like buck tooth, you know, wearing like yeah. the hats. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was awful. So, um, but is is that the the main objection to? Uh, as Dr. far as I know, Zoys? did, did yeah, you know his, that, like early early career? Did, did you know that uh, properly? It's supposed to be pronounced Zoys, apparently. Like that's how the family pronounces no. it. 
Oh, so, like as his middle name or whatever. Is is it his middle name? Yeah, it's Theodore Zeus Geisel or Guzel or Guisel oh, or that's right. I don't know how to say it. Geisel, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Geisel. So so how much did you have to pay to get tickets to the Zoicicle? <laughs> <laughs> when you think about Zeus. Zoice. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. I don't know what you're referencing. All the things you can think when you think about Zoice. <laughs> oh, is that is that a song from the musical? That's the song. You've never seen uh Zoicicle? No. Oh look at that. He was born and raised in Springfield, Massachusetts. I will oh. not look at that. Okay. Well Anyway, I've fine. been thinking about that a lot because like it seems like he like evolved and like ah. um, actually started like actually started. He didn't. It's not like he just became moderate. Like he started like putting some pretty subversive stuff in his uh, in his books um, after like some he like crept his way out of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I mean, I don't know if he specifically was not anti-racist, you know, at the end of his day, uh, like at the end of his life or career. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the Butter Battle book was like critical of the Cold War and the Sneeches is like super anti-capitalist. And yeah. um, oh, shit. yeah, there's I'm like some a... really interesting stuff in there. Uh, I'm looking at a really bad cartoon supporting the Japanese internment camps depicting oh, a yeah. sea of Japanese Americans as waiting for the signal from home and getting TNT to go use to bomb good red-blooded Americans, presumably. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so I, I guess I've just been thinking about that lately because um, uh, Stephen Foster has been just such a huge uh, topic. The writer of the song Oh Susanna, which... Don't read all the lyrics because they're the worst. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, people have been talking about him in the old time community, whether we should put him in the bin or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, there are some people who really lionize him um, as like, you know, America's best songwriter or whatever. Uh, but uh, he did some he sang about some pretty gross stuff. And uh, one could say that he just did it as, you know, just to make a buck. But who you know <laughs> that's that doesn't excuse you and i wonder yeah yeah so like did he net positive or negative you know i feel like he definitely netted uh negative but like he nutted seems... what where did he not yeah <laughs> um all over african-american music <laughs> this is what he oh, did no don't do that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> anyway so so chris brown Chris Brown, yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> it's not like he uh, started like shelters or something. <laughs> Fuck uh, that guy. Yeah, he's got to. He's got to do a lot to like have people ha- have a nuance to like. What do we do with the Chris's Chris Brown's legacy? He did so so much good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done jack shit in, to in the own. wake of it. Yeah, <laughs> there's like nothing on the positive uh, side of the scale. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. guy. He made a shittier version of this Christmas. Really. Yeah, that's the version most people know is the Wait. Chris Brown version as opposed to the Donny Hathaway version. What's this Christmas? How does that go? I'm thinking of last Christmas, right? No, that's oh. actually, I guess that sucks okay. fine. All right, so it's it's called um, This Christmas. Yeah. The one it's about, like the best Christmas I gave you song my ever. Heart. The very next day. No, stop that. <laughs> you put it in the toilet. That song's fine. Wait, is that not the song you're talking about? 
No, I'm talking about the song called This Christmas by do, Donny Hathaway. How does that go? It's like, I'm going to fuck up the words, but it's like, Hell on the mistletoe, I'm going to get to know you better this Christmas. Uh, um, it's got this great hook that goes, Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only know Chris that Brown does little it. hook part. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Chris Brown does it. Oh. And it's like a very cheese ball version of it. In my oh. opinion, hot takes here. <laughs> I think it's at the box set. Hot takes for a Except, cold season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do we do now? Should we talk about categories of things that we liked? Should we talk about notable moments or lyrics or how should we, how should ca- we go now? I was kind of thinking maybe we should send uh, save the best song for maybe not last, but towards the end. Yeah, like a cherry on top. Yeah, uh, but maybe we could start with like, let's start with a positive, have it be like a compliment sandwich. Okay. Um, maybe we could start with like best lyrical moments and best musical moments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any lyric, uh, lyric moments that you want to point out? Um, I do have a few. I have, I kind of like this, the opening verse from the song Rock Bottom which is a a song about having sex and getting really deep, I think. <laughs> rock but bottom. But it wasn't a rock. It was a rock. Bottom. Bottom. Scoot it up. So the opening verse says, it's like a It's sin. about the rock's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it says, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the bottom two Johnson. glorious, rocky, stone-hard orbs separated by a little crack no the the real verse goes it's like a sin on top of a sin what i do to you over again and over again you ain't gonna move and when you look into my eyes i gotta go harder and when you climb on top of me i hit rock bottom so the thing that i appreciate about this poetic moment this piece of writing is i kind of like the literalization of sin on top of a sin oh because she's on top on top of him yep because later he says, oh, I have a, actually have a sample of this one you asked me to get. Later he says, oh, he talks about uh, how sinful they're being. She's like she's on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your hands in the air if you just don't care that you have in sex. With T Pain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that bit. Um and it's like, you know, it's it's kind of a sweet song about sex and the connection between two people. It's not bad. Yeah. I have um so this is gonna be maybe a, a segment that is sprinkled throughout the whole episode, but uh one of the things I thought we could do for um a t-pain specific segment mm-hmm. would be t-pain's best and worst attitudes postures and ideas uh regarding women yeah and uh that line that you read um <laughs> uh sin on top of sin what i do to you over and over again you ain't gotta move um i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that but mm-hmm. it does it does raise those red flags that I get around T-Pain of that sort of like, 
I'm going to do sex to and at and on you like mm. <laughs> kind of stuff that yeah. kind of grosses me out. But that's only in the context of, you know, because obviously, obviously there's nothing wrong with one person being sort of pa- a passive receiver. That's great in sex, mm-hmm. um, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I get I get a little a little mistrustful of his <laughs> of him sometimes. And when he sings things like that, he has a little less a uh, little less credit. Yeah, I could see that. I think this song is only has the slightest tinge of that because he is putting her in the on top position, the female superior uh, sex position. That's true. And he does he does talk in the verses. He definitely like gives her agency. He says, "We hit the city. We in my drop. The DJ wiki wiki. She getting hot. She dancing by the speaker. That booty pop. She feeling that bottom bottom bottom. So she's like kind of dancing away from him, and he's observing her and like." She's just, you know, doing her thing and he's appreciating it. Yeah. And it makes him get jiggy and cut a rug. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I, I like now, that. What, one, what yeah. do you, th- what do you think about the, the use of the idiom rock bottom without actually, or the use of the word rock bottom without actually referencing the idiom rock bottom because rock bottom typically means that you are at an all-time low and you've uh-huh. done something shameful uh-huh. and the closest that he gets to this is the sin on top of a sin but i don't feel like he's really engaging with yeah he, the that, actual that, meaning of the idiom yeah that the religious language doesn't really pay off very much throughout the song that's one thing except the lines about religious? making her daddy mad which you could sort of think is like a religion thing um no i think uh the rock bottom i i appreciate it because it's unexpected and it's sort of a combination of rock hard and bottoming out um so it like combines these two things into one idea and kind of overrides what that phrase usually means I think he was just stealing it from that Justin Timberlake song, though, that goes, I want to rock your bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And dance with me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I want to rock your bottom. Backstreet's back. All right. Backside's back. All right. (laughs) Hashtag butt parodies. (laughs) Um, Hey, I have some uh, I have some worse lyrical moments. Oh, there's definitely some pretty bad lyrical moments. Uh, can I can I pitch one to you? Yeah. So the first one is uh, I actually had you prepare a sound sample for. Uh, it's it's not you, it's me. Uh, the uh, two minute forty eight second mark. It's not. Oh, where this pit, is the where Pitbull raps. Oh yes, here we go. In case you missed that, the lyric was, and her kitty cat's down for a doggin'. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that. That's the worst yeah. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... He is p- Pitbull. It's not Pitbull. It's, it's, I mean, it's not T-Pain, it's Pitbull, so... Yeah. That's something, I guess. Yeah. He always, he always hangs with a, just such a disreputable, distasteful crowd. I think he just wants to make himself look better. Because he's always more enlightened than the stars he gets to uh, oh, guess. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I always, yeah. but I think it brings him down though, because like the more he hangs out with, um, I don't know, these creeps, like 
the worse he gets, as yeah. can be heard in Prevolver. Yeah. I mean, speaking of creeps, Lil Wayne shows up in the first song, which is called Bang Bang Pow Pow. Side note, <laughs> that's the title of an ICP song and album, so don't steal it, T-Pain. You don't need yeah. to get any more like ICP than you already are. <laughs> um, but Lil Wayne shows up, and he's not a super creep laughing and whispering and giggling into the microphone like he actually has some fairly decent lyrics like where'd i put it all right yep let them tongue for toys i go bonkers boy i put that on my mind and them these hoes are all alike they put the whole in time on them yeah that's a compliment i told a midget bitch i do it big hippopotamus put that on my slime and them no b-ball we stopping that's the kind of stuff I listened to t- or, or did at some point in my life, listened to Lil Wayne for. Like, he's got that sort of like laid back flow that leaves a lot of space in the line. And then he's just like saying these sort of cleverized lyrics that are also like maybe offensive if you think about it for more than a half second. <laughs> these hoes are all alike. They put the hoe in homonym. Like, that's, that's, there's a lot going on in that line, you know? It's clever. Yeah. It might be horrible towards women, but it is clever. <laughs> and well, then, here's the question, Nathan. Yeah. Did that lyric make your pussy hole cry? Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. You know, the only thing that really makes my pussy hole cry is hearing the word pussy hole about 500 times. <laughs> How's that for a rhyme? I think personally, um, mine's just a little bit uh, repressed, and I have trouble expressing myself. Um, expressing your pussy and hole. So the the best I can get is a pussy hole sniffle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna break down the next uh, little Wayne lyric. Yeah, he yeah, because he he does this thing where he. Um, sort of rhymes he he does like slant rhymes as they say in the poetry biz the poetry industry uh half rhymes or slant rhymes <laughs> where he says these hoes are all like to put the hoe in homonym i think these n-words sound like me that's a compliment so it's not really a perfect rhyme with homonym but compliment like features a lot of the same vowel sounds especially the first stressed vowel sound homonym compliment and then he follows it up with, I told a midget bitch I do a big hippopotamus. <laughs> and that is like such a quintessential Lil Wayne line where he uses outdated terminology that's offensive towards little people. <laughs> and then he has this like kind of weird non sequitur that's really charming in a certain way. Bitch, I do a big hippopotamus. <laughs> he's, he's saying he's like a hippopotamus. Have you ever seen one of those big fat mofos? Uh... Yeah. Big fat river boys? <laughs> uh, can I talk about another... Um, Please. Worst lyrical moment? This yeah. isn't necessarily bad. I just don't think it's intended to be. Mm. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, the song Look at Her Go, which mm-hmm. if I remember right is is about a stripper or an exotic dancer. Oh. Or maybe just someone dancing at a club. I forget. I think it's just but, uh, someone dancing at a club. It must be I mean, that. It could uh, be so a stripper, I guess. The lyric about uh, this woman who is dancing is, Girl, wobble do you wobble do drop, drop it like it's hot, wobbly wobbly to the ground. 
So mm. I feel like this is just about like a really clumsy, <laughs> really clumsy woman <laughs> who he's very attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't well, isn't that like a children's song or something? Wobbly wobbly, mal mal wobbly wobbly, wobbly drop 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 it like it's hot. <laughs> wobbly 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 to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> He's talking about Nuva rings again. She walked yeah. wobbling, wobbling, drop, drop it like it's hot. That yellow Nuvo got me wobbling back to the parking lot. T-Pain loves drunk driving. Fuck that, man. Yeah. T-Pain, what the unless, fuck? Unless he has like a driver. <laughs> uh, no, he's explicitly talked about driving drunk in other songs. You know, you're right. He, Yeah, he loves, he loves it. Yeah. Fuck that. Dr- drunk driving on like the worst alcohol too. Yeah, Nuva rings. That yeah. shit will fuck with your mind, man. It goes right to your head. Uh, and the uh, the other worst lyric, and this one's just, I think, a poorly worded and awkwardly worded one. Because uh, this is from the song When I Come Home. And, uh, oh, I hate that song. It says, yeah. No, wait, I, I actually you... like that song. Sorry, I was confusing it with another one. Because I want you here when I come back. There ain't nothing I look more forward to than that. I'll give it to him. I thought that was sweet. It's it's nice yeah, like I mean, hearing the, him express the, that kind of sentiment in a song. Yeah, but why doesn't he just say there ain't nothing I look forward to more than that? Uh, probably fit the rhythm better this way. Man, are I you the million-selling songwriter, Cameron? Hmm. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Both of us are incapable of, of judging him because yeah. he's made more money. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that matters in life. Yeah. Shout out to Ayn Rand. (laughs) The rich people are the best. They're the best people. And they deserve it. Yeah. How do you think they got rich? By being morally superior. All right, do you want to hear some posy stuff? I got some best musical moments. Yeah, let me see if I have any more negative ones. Oh, please. Oh, well, it's the whole song Drowning Again. Um, So, a little bit of backstory. T-Pain on this album gets really fucking emo uh he, he kind of does what eminem has done in his last couple albums where eminem just like writes mopey songs about how depressed he is um and t-pain has done a lot of that on this album and the epitome of it is this song drowning again in which he's really trying so hard to write poetically but he does not succeed he has this one verse days upon days I've been floating and you don't care if I die or not. But when I'm deceased, I hope you will be dying next to me in my watery grave. And before yeah. we go, I just want my baby to know how it feels to be drowning again. Yeah. Drowning again. Yeah. Drowning again. Yeah. You should see how good it he would want- be to come drown with me. <laughs> what? He wants to drown his baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. T-Pain. <laughs> Love- that's, what, that's what being a parent is like, right? It's just what it, well, <laughs> That's, that's for my other parenting podcast. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that song, because uh, that's also where some of the, I think, the best musical moments are. Mm. Ain't that always um, the way? That's what I, yeah. No, it's not, not always, but <laughs> but sometimes it, it always is. This time. <laughs> so, uh, you want to play those uh, two uh, samples? Yeah, just play both of them. Yeah. Well, the thing that about that is that they are back-to-back samples. So I wonder if that. All right. Technically... So there's a four. 
there's a four second gap like copyright laws because we're not playing a 30 second clip we're playing two 15 second (laughs) clips but they are next to each other so you know on good christian fun they just straight up play like entire songs they do and the re and i think it's because they're like leaning into the fair use of like they're very specifically like you know reviewing them yeah Uh, i guess but they also have probably better lawyers than we do maybe (laughs) i mean it's a head gum podcast as the the nice british lady tells me Anyway, here's that fucking sound sample. How good it would be. That chord. To come drown with me. That has some nice uh, piano noises that he just made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plink, plink, plonk, the pitches plonk, plink. and the rhythms. Yeah. You know all that, all that uh, music and then there's stuff. there's a really low bass in this next. Uh, yeah, it's like a slide down to a low bass note that I think sounds really good. I wonder if it'll come through in the podcast format. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, real slidey, super low bass. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I I think this song is really pretty. um, And I think that helps with the not very good lyrics. Yep. That doesn't Um, save the terrible lyrics, but it does help them. No. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't listen to the words, it's a pretty song. (laughs) That's that's the case about a lot of songs. Yeah. I feel like there's all of these, there's all of these artists who I have no idea what their lyrics are because they're just pretty singers. Mm hmm. Um, like, you ever listen to Horse Feathers? Uh, I have listened to them a little bit, not for a long time though. I've I couldn't sing a single lyric of them just because they sing so intentionally. Horse feathers, and- horse feathers, horsey feather, horsey feather, horse feathers. They're like singing that? so uh, intentionally, like sort of pretty and breathy and sexy that I just Ooh, don't listen. Yeah to the words mm-hmm. same with bony Vare. i have no idea what bony Vare is singing about more like boner Vare. you know what i mean <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep all right uh do you want to hop around to another song you want to talk about more samples uh yeah um so i had like a so i think those are some of the best musical moments uh i have a little runner up here which is from the song showtime uh it's a uh, the ending chord? Cool chord that it ends on, yeah. 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 Cool Those, chord. like, gospel moments just get me every time. Yeah. I love that stuff. I really love when he, like, digs deep into his, his like, gospel background. Yeah. I kind of wish that every song did that. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I like the dancey dancey stuff all right you know in the yeah it's not as good as the gospel moments Mm -hmm. um you also had another sound sample from that song which is called showtime uh showtime and in parentheses pleasure thang and you wanted to play this too the intro (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first some really low bass in that one too 
girl. <laughs> <laughs> this just is so a great you know, intro. He's addressing no, girls. No, whoop a girl. Woo. <laughs> no, no, girl. Whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah, it's a little ICP dog whistle. There. Yeah. <laughs> um. There it is again. Oh, oh. On this album, I finally get an explanation for why he keeps talking about Pizzle, and it comes in this song, oh, which yeah. is called "Look at Her Go." There it is, Teddy Pizzle. Teddy Pizzle. So he's doing the Snoop Dogg, um, like Izzle speak, off of his Teddy or his T Pain, the P of the Pain, and he just says Pizzle instead of Pain, I guess. So yeah, uh, it's just a really funny. <laughs> yeah, although he does pizzle. have a piss fetish elsewhere in this album on a song called Bottles. Piss on my pinky ring. It smells like R. Kelly yeah, sheets. About it. He t- <laughs> I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. Love that funny rap. This, uh, this is fucking awesome. Love that cool swear. Yeah, he said a swear. That's really sweet and cool and great. I mean, I do like that song. <laughs> it's got a great hook. Yeah, and I think he's funny and charming in it. So yeah. I actually maintain that a lot of his stuff is is fun and and I like it. A lot of it is. Mm. I don't like what it means culturally. Yeah, but I don't like that he won d- all those divorced. awards instead of Kendrick Lamar. No, yeah, but divorced from all that, I think he's great. Look, all he's I'm saying is divorced from lane. all context. Adolf Hitler had some good paintings. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm fucking doing the um. What what do they call that? The uh, Fuck online the rule about the Nazis. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. Are you going to talk about all your fascist friends online? <laughs> no. I might talk about how uh, Macklemore has a, a Hitler haircut. Right. Um. Shit. What is that called? Godwin's law. You know Godwin's law, right? No. I mean, I don't know it as that. Well, as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Hitler approaches one. Uh huh. <laughs> And for those who that makes sense. have forgotten their probability theory, um, a probability of one means it happens 100% of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I'm just going to jump on right. Godwin's law, you know? Just talk about Hitler at the first chance that I get. But it never becomes, well, I guess it becomes one once they mention Hitler. What becomes one? What? You what? said, like, it approaches one the longer the conversation oh, goes yeah. online. Sort of a Zeno's paradox thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, at what point do you actually get to one? Because you have to go half the distance, yeah. but then halfway again of the, the remaining distance, and you keep going halfway, and you never actually get there. So You're always a percentage of a percentage of time away from talking about Hitler. I think that's the only thing that can be concluded here. The also all this, the other yeah. thing that can be concluded is that I've never talked about Hitler or made any of those comparisons. Yeah, man, Nazis were better in comedy. They were better to be used in comedy before around 2016 ish, right? Yeah, yeah. This is we're getting less funny uh, by the day. Hack and triggering. Yeah, like that show. Um, do you ever watch the show The Man in the High Castle? No. 
I watched the first I know about it. season and a few episodes and Yeah, what if Nazis are back? It, yeah. Yeah. It got a lot less fun <laughs> after certain events happened. I was just like, yeah. This doesn't feel like entertainment anymore. Which is yeah, how what I f- if the Nazis were in control? <laughs> That's how I feel a little bit about um, about Handmaid's Tale. Sometimes I, I love that show. It's really well done and it's great, super well executed. But it can be really hard to watch. It's not like a binging show. I haven't watched it. Yeah, you know I have been binging. What's that? Queer Eye. Oh, I hear that's ultra good. I want to see it. Is it good? It's great. Oh. It's great. Um, yeah, it's just sort of like all about, you know, dignity and like self-respect. And uh, yeah, I just what like those words mean. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you, you sort of static up words? there for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, my worst musical moment? And by my, I mean Demons? my... What, in my opinion, is T-Pain's worst musical moment sure. in this album? Yeah, I'd love to. What is it? Oh, oh, I know what it is. Uh, Sorry. It's don't, best, you don't, best say no love more. Song. Say no more. Yeah. The whole stadium, like, bleh. It just turns into a CCM rock song. Yeah, what the fuck? So that's a song called Best Love Song, and it's all about how he and Chris Brown are going to light up a whole stadium and make everyone sing along and dance and bop around and be in love and kiss on the kiss cam or whatever. And it does that fucking horrible Garf key change. It's <laughs> really bad. And it's not just key, it's a genre change, and I think it's a tempo change, too. Mm. Like... It's the most jarring uh, take it up that I've ever heard. And then uh, the there's a good... Tw- it's just for the last you know 20 seconds of the song or whatever. And so uh, I had you sample that too. Mm-hmm. Um, just oh, the, the end ending. of the song, which is... Yes. It just really leans into it. Yep. <laughs> oh! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, and that drum breakdown. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, fuck. That sucked. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> That's really bad. The The thing is, like, That's the first... The, is that the last moment on the album? No, no. There's the song, uh, Turn All the Lights On. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. The thing is, like, the, the like two minutes of the song before all that shit happens is pretty good. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like fun piano posi. Yeah. Posi pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. So, I know you didn't ask me to sample this song at all, but I want to talk about the song Mixed Girl. Oh, I have things to say about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I'll play the chorus just so everyone gets a little this wets their beak, gets a wets their whistle, gets a taste. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> very <laughs> we, we interesting song. So it's I mean, on the one hand, I kind of appreciate it as like a positive song, like celebrating 
mixed women, biracial women. Um, and upon hearing it, I immediately sent the song link to my fiance, who is a mixed girl herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she listened to it. And, and she loved it. She Well, she lulled it. <laughs> it's a pretty silly yeah. song. And it's, I mean, it's not great. And he says some weird things in it. Like, well, he kind of commits like the worst microaggressions uh, that like, not the worst ones, but like some of like the classic microaggressions yeah. against mixed folks. He, he love. he's like, yeah, really. He, he stops just short of asking, what are you? Which is apparently. No, he doesn't. He say that at some point. Uh, no, he says where your daddy from, where your mama from. Yeah. Um, which is fine, whatever. Um, he says, I need to meet them and tell your mom to come prove it. I bet she can't do it. Hmm. Yeah. And then he says, You and all your friends look so exotic. Mm, not a great word to choose. Yeah. Uh, but the line immediately prior, he says, I think I'm in love with all of your features. Can I get a hug? It was so nice to meet you. Like, don't don't do that to people. Don't just be like don't be that guy who's like, oh, can't, where's my hug? Eh. It's like classic <laughs> incel kind of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, that, seriously though, that like, where are you from? Or like, I know it's like kind of complicated to parse. Is there a, is there a way to talk to someone about um, their, bra- their background because you're actually curious? Mm-hmm. This is a topic that gets brought up a lot just in general these days, but like, what do you do about well-meaning white curiosity? Right. And I think the answer is... I mean, this is not is, white curiosity. This is T-Pain, I guess, black curiosity? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gets brought up a lot because it can be kind of more harmful coming from white folks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're often the perpetrators of it. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> because if they see something that isn't obviously within their you know, definition of whiteness, but they don't know how to classify it. Mm-hmm. They sort of, white people kind of like, Ugh, what box they do feel I put compelled you in? to know. Exactly. And I think that's the kind of underlying problem um, that can, it's the dark side of the curiosity. Yeah. I uh, think what happens after your curiosity is satiated. Yeah. There's, there's like so many ways you can phrase that curiosity and many of them are terrible. Like when you ask somebody, what are you? That's like one of the worst yeah. ways you could possibly phrase that. So don't do that. I think maybe the best answer to it is have, you know, develop, uh, organically develop relationships with, uh, people of different backgrounds and different, uh, ethnic heritages than you and have it come up <laughs> like <laughs> organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, maybe let, other people have agency over the way that they express their ethnic identity. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're into that, whatever. If you're into that. <laughs> I have a friend, I have a friend who's, uh, I won't say her last name, but her name's Ayen, and uh, she's uh, mixed Asian and white, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember specifically what region of the vast continent of Asia, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> oh, you mean from Turkey? Anyways... Kazakhstan, yeah. <laughs> Russia, not West Asia. She's not West Asia. Oh, okay, e- either East or Southeast Asian. Okay. Um, but anyway, so like people ask her all the time, like, "Oh, where is that name from?" In is that like 
where's that name from? And she's like, it's actually just like a hippie name yeah. uh, that like my mom made up because she's a white hippie. <laughs> like <laughs> stop like projecting your like exotic narrative on, onto me. I'm you as know. if hippies aren't exotic. So yeah. <laughs> or just love to appropriate exoticness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like a recursive, <laughs> like criticism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so in this song, he covers two typologies of mixed girl. He says in the first, uh, verse, he says light skinned girl with the curly hair. And in verse two, he says skinny black girl with the real straight hair. But then he clarifies, I know it ain't no weave up there, but then he says, if it is, I can't see it. Oh, I can't believe it. Blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Hey, light skinned girl with the curly hair. Don't say you're from Delaware. That is the weirdest fucking line. Like. There's no mixed people in Delaware? What? No, I think... So, I think a, a common sort of um, passive-aggressive, re- and rightly so, like, response to where are you from is uh, just literally say the, like, city that you grew up in because you're refusing to acknowledge what the person's actually asking. Oh, um, you mean people will ask, like, where are you from as in what is your ethnic background? What is your ancestry? Exactly. Where are you from? really yeah hmm. yeah people yeah That's people say Don't that all that. the time and then the and then the response you know like if someone were to, were to ask my sister where are you from because she's uh haitian she maybe she would she would probably say hillsborough oregon yeah <laughs> you know like it's yeah. where i'm from i don't know to, <laughs> i know what you're trying to say but like just chill yeah <sighs> people need to just fucking chill yeah yep um so in the second verse, he does some, he says some weird things. He says, okay, where are your boyfriend? Because I got dividends. Now, are you listening or do you even speak English? Mm. Oh my God. Oh, I can't believe it. Mama, I think I'm in love with all of that slow winding. I'm in the reggae club. She's got to be from an island. Even all of your friends look so exotic. So she's going to get them and I'm going to get my partners. So that's like that's a weird line that d- just doesn't rhyme and doesn't seem to fit I'm yeah get my partners he try, tries to is. make it rhyme with exotic partners mm, <laughs> it doesn't really yeah i don't know but i do i do want to point so out I, hmm? go yeah. ahead please go be ahead. my guest no no you no you hang up first i i feel like t-pain's like he also is just sort of into the novelty of looking at women yep and and being surprised and being interested in them in this very shallow way. And, uh, yeah. I, there's a part of that that's kind of harmless. <laughs> mm, maybe. Yeah. 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 I guess maybe that's right. Yeah. So just that it could go hand in hand with this sex positive. Yeah. You know, like I'm down with having sex with different kinds of people and it's exciting to have sex with different kinds of people because diversity is good or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe the way that he talks about it is a little, hmm, not evolved. But. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Revolver. Um, I do want to point out two more things. I mean, that was a good place to end the, the discussion of the song, but I still have two more things to say. Uh, one Please. is that I looked up urban dictionary I looked up uh, mixed just because in the chorus he says, I'm trying to get mixed up tonight. So I, it, I was like, I wonder if that's slang for something else. And the second or third definition on Urban Dictionary was the act of combining two substances, namely toasted cigarette tobacco and sieved or grated cannabis resin to be smoked through a bong. 
So there might be some like, hey, let's party, you know, once I find that mixed girl. The other thing I want to point out is that the chorus goes, I'm looking for a mixed girl, Asian, Jamaican. I'm looking for a mixed girl, Puerto Rican, Haitian. I'm looking for a mixed girl, Cuban and white. And that just made me think of this one song from Flight of the Concords. Just want to do something special. All the ladies in the world. And the girls. Don't forget them. Caribbean. It's essentially the same thing. Namibia. <laughs> East Indochinian. Erudite brainy lady. <laughs> that song is so fucking clever. Uh, yeah. The bit about the hermaphrodite ladies. With yeah. The sexy lady bits and the sexy man bits too. Even you must be into you. Oh, pretty good. Clever. <laughs> Done it again. Okay, I'm done talking about that song. What else should we talk about? Well, should we should we move on to the uh, uh, worst song and then best song? Sure. And sort of duke it out for what we think is the worst and best? Yeah. All right, do you want to go first? Sure. Let's see. Worst song. I was thinking Drowning Again, that really emo song mm. with the shitty lyrics I was talking about. Or... And the beautiful music. <laughs> the beautiful music. Maybe even worse than that is a song called I Don't Give a Fuck, um, which is just super shitty. This is probably the low point in T-Pain's uh, attitudes towards women in this album. Yes. Because he's just like sitting at home convinced that this woman is cheating on him and he just has all these horrible lyrics like, yeah, you don't know the time. Why are you lying? I know you had them legs in the air, tracks coming out, weave all crooked. Ugh. Uh, it's like it's such a sh- shaming gross attitude yeah it's also probably his most defensive moment which is i think will be another recurring segment in the rest of this uh season yeah but he says go ahead and go out with your friends again keep spending my ends ends Ooh, all i do is win yeah it's all right it's okay um so he's he's just sort of saying that's I know it's a reference to that DJ Khaled song, All I Do Is Win. Yeah. But um, it seems like he's he's just saying sort of like, you know, I'm I'm rich, so like you and I'm successful, so you can't really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Which is something he says over and over and over again um, in other songs and other albums. Mm-hmm. So that's the only time it really gets brought up in this one. Maybe one other time a little bit, but yeah, it's doesn't reflect very nicely on on T-Pain. Mm-hmm. Not good optics. No, it's pretty shitty. Teddy, Pizzle. Yeah, it's a it's a bad song. I don't know. What do you, what do you think the worst song was? Bottles. <laughs> oh, well, we have a few sound samples from that. I played yeah, the one please. about getting piss all over his hands. So here's one with some dumb lyrics you wanted to uh, point out. It's just so like dr- dramatic in minor key and just like singing about these different like <laughs> probably like I don't know is Patron good or bad I don't know I think it's supposed to be pretty good I don't know if I've had it very much but to go from like I, Patron I like to we, Rosé is like such a weird rose. transition. 
It's like going from. It's going to have a fucking picnic barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> going from like 80 proof to like, I don't know. I guess it'd be like 40, 45% to like rose is probably in like the 10 to 12% range. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> and then Nuvo. Yeah. Loves those Nuvo rings. Again. Yeah. So, yeah, the main offense of this song is just it's so goddamn stupid yeah. and <laughs> so intense about it. It's so intense in its stupidity. And uh, here's another example. It's like oh it's like God. toxic. It sounds like the Britney Spears song Toxic. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> which is actually great. And this song is shitty. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. That's what I think the worst song is. Um mm. just because it was the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, it is super fucking dumb. <laughs> most inane. Yeah. It has less substance than the shitty ones that I was talking about, but that substancelessness is in its own way very bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the one that I most wish wasn't on the album. Yeah. Yeah, I I might be able to, you know, because the way I listened to this album was I I listened to it a number of times at work just sort of in the background while I was focusing on other things and this is one of the songs that like kind of stood out to me as like, I wish I wasn't listening to this, you know, <laughs> like the, the examples that I gave, like I don't give a fuck or drowning again. Like, you know, you can listen to those and, and enjoy it if you're not listening to the lyrics, but this one, no, you can't. Yep. <laughs> so you might have a point there. Yeah. All right. How about best song? You should go first. Cause I went first last time. It's true. All right. So there's some pretty good there's some pretty good songs in here. Um, I I really liked Five O'Clock. Uh, it's this like really sweet song about um, uh, someone like staying up for uh, T-Pain who's out partying and he's going to come home and uh, have sex with this woman at five o'clock in the morning. Um, Default Picture is kind of a fun song. Uh, it's a really? song about um, T-Pain. You think I that's one of the best it. It's one? just a song about... It sounds like a, no, a grandpa trying my, to talk about Twitter. It's not my choice. <laughs> I think it's, it's funny. It's so awkward and weird. <laughs> is T-Pain crushing on someone via social media and he wishes he was with her in person? And I think that it captures the weird kind of obsessive loneliness of social media pretty well. Huh. Um, I just got really distracted so by the I way kind he of... talked about it as if he were some grandpa who'd never been on the internet. <laughs> Am I, what am I doing? Am I, am I Twittering now? What, what am I, do I put the tweet in the Instagram? What, what do I do? Am I Twittering? It's basically do some more like. millennial rants. <laughs> Talk about how it is technologically Avocado illiterate. trophies and their participation toast. <laughs> uh, but my favorite song, I think, was uh, It's Not You. Oh, it's not me? Because I'm not your favorite so f- song? Oh, It's not you, babe. No, no. It's no, not no, you no, I'm no, looking no. for, babe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that has a real dancey uh, yeah, do moment. Do you want to play that? Dance techno. Yeah, yeah it's dancey. Play the danceiness. Ring, <laughs> 
That's uh, pretty. It's silly. very. What does the fox say? It really is. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so this song is. Um, it's really fun and dancey. It's minor key, but it's not like drudgy or um, dirgy. Um, and uh, basically, the first verse is kind of apologetic. And T Pain say he's saying like. I know I be messing us up and that's all I do. So if we break up, I can tell you it's not you. He's too into like partying and he knows that he's not really like acting in a way that's conducive to maintaining a successful relationship. Mm -hmm. But then the second verse, he sort of lets on that. Okay. I know I'd be messing us up, but you can't tell me what to do. Like he's a little more obstinate about it. And he's, kind of taking more ownership and he's not necessarily actually sorry but yeah i mean obviously that's sort of like a weird and kind of shitty attitude but i also kind of like the character in the song um or i appreciate the character in the song who's sort of saying like i'm doing this thing and i'm self-aware about it and i know that the way i'm acting is going to um kind of have these cycles of you know Falling in love and then falling out of love. And like, this is what I've chosen. It's a total eclipse of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Turn around. Mm, Bright eyes. Um, Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Um, I was thinking I almost wanted to to say let her go or sorry, look at her go. But I think any song with Chris Brown on it is automatically disqualified. Sorry. That's just, no, I'm not going to consider it. Um, there you go. Yeah. I think maybe Bang Bang Pow Pow might be a, a good contender. It's got a fun Eleanor Rigby element yeah, to it. Yeah, in the beginning, it's like this. Yeah. yeah pretty cool yeah so this song is i don't know it's like it's whatever it's like uh he's it's kind of a braggy pop song but it's really fun and it features a verse from lil wayne where lil wayne isn't just like a creep um and lil wayne is doing his weird like clever thing that i was talking about earlier and uh yeah i don't know it's just like it's fun i like the music it's catchy i don't know what do you want from me a little enthusiasm. <laughs> I I have a hard time picking like the best song off an album. I don't know. I mean, yeah, especially on an album like this when it's like, okay, the, none of these are. There's no real standout. My dick off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly how I'd phrase it too. Yeah. <laughs> none of these are making me rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the way you say that. All right. Um, so as part of our new format, Cameron asked me to do a little bit of my uh, trawling through the dark corners of the internet for the triumphant return of some of our previous segments, like the Amazon and Yay. some new segments that are essentially the same thing, but on different websites. One that I call Crytunes which is the li- the <laughs> the reviews on iTunes of course I, it's, these are the, the you know I, so jack kerouac said first thought best thought or maybe that was allen ginsberg 
but I'm going to stick with uh, Jack Kerouac because that was my first thought. Um, and so <laughs> I just I just went with the first name that I came up with because it was the best, obviously. So I have yeah. I have Crytunes. Here are some um, reviews on Crytunes. So Mr. Lefty writes a review titled Pop Music, gives it one star and says they need to take away his voice box. Now, I don't know <laughs> what kind of educational background Mr. Lefty has, but I don't think voice box means what he thinks it means. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's an integral part of your, the, the, like <laughs> the parts of your body that produce speech. That's what a voice box is. They need to take it away. They, so he'd, he'd be like one of those like c- cigarette commercials <laughs> or at uh, PSAs. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink. That could be pretty good. That would be all right, I guess. You could put that through auto-tune. It would sound okay, probably. Speaking of auto-tune, Whoa, Nelly Jake writes, T-Pain is uh, small H horrible. Oh, wait, I get it. He puts the H and the E in horrible in lowercase and the middle letters in uppercase, just like Revolver and Evolve. Only it's complete nonsense because Orable Orable is not a thing. Um, but <laughs> Will and Nelly Jake writes, seriously, I hope he is half robotic. Otherwise, that is all auto-tune and no talent. And yes, you heard me correctly. I didn't say auto-tune. I said auto-tune because auto-tune. <laughs> it is O-U-T-O-T-U-N-E. He opens that word with an O instead of an A. But Bobby Rodriguez chimes in to say, T-Pain doesn't use auto-tune. Auto-tune uses T-Pain. And I think the general thrust of that is not quite what he was going for. You know, it's clever if you just switch switch it around. (laughs) If you take a sentence and then you just say it backwards, then it's smart. Like Yoda. (laughs) Yeah, like Yoda. Um, let's see. Oh, I also wanted to talk about Marty Mart writes four stars for creativity, quality of of variety and club banger Ness never been one to buy into the whole auto tone thing. But then again, T-Pain never painted himself as a singer. So keep it up. Interesting. I mean, his first album was called rap. It's called turn Sanga. And his first song is about how he's going to be a singer now. I'm starting to get why he's so defensive. Yeah. Like, pe- yeah, people have a, just such a specific idea that they're committed to. Yep. And their idea is dumb. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, there are some v- definitely real and not fake reviews on the a- Amazon where uh, one person writes, Cody S. writes, this product is exactly as advertised. This product showed up on time and as advertised. I would recommend this product <laughs> <laughs> a little editorializing in my vo- vocal delivery there. Uh, but the, those are the words they write. And that's extremely real and not fake. And also a person named Perker writes, I like this CD and the extra songs that are on it. I would tell others to buy it. Good songs and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me select all the pictures with bridges. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, but my very favorite thing that I came across when I was searching for content for these segments is on the website Quora, which is like Yahoo Answers if Yahoo Answers was a little more pretentious, I guess. 
Ooh, um, fancy Yahoo it's, answers. It's, it's fancy answers. Yahoo fancers. Hmm. Um, so somebody on Quora asked the question, am I a loser for never achieving anything great like Isaac Newton with gravity and T-Pain with rhyming mansion with Wisconsin? Well, first of all, great fucking yes. question. Yes, you're a loser. <laughs> um, but it gets better um, because there's one answer to this question, and it comes from a user who describes himself as Mark Willis, former student IT help desk advisor, retired 1994 to 2015. <laughs> Spare me your oh life story God. and your username, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and, and for all that, they put their entire resume in their uh, username, but they don't even have a profile photo. It's just like an anonymous silhouette. But this person writes here. Let me let me uh, do a word quick word count on this. Uh, but it's it's extremely long. And he begins saying, no, absolutely not. You are not a loser. Isaac Newton was. Oh, deeply no. Drunk. <laughs> it's like, you don't know. <laughs> You're a special snowflake angel, <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. And they just like go on and on. Let's see. Word count. Wait, did they go on to say Isaac Newton is actually like a bad dude so or was something? a deeply troubled, unwell person. Many of the people who are such high achievers have problems. Equally, it is possible to be nice, have good values, and still achieve. The actor, comma, David Tennant, who played the 10th Doctor Who, described his... There's no commas after that. David Tennant, who played the 10th Doctor Who, described his route for me to huge, obsessive fan of Doctor Who as being absurdly singular. David knew he wanted to become an actor as early as three years old. And there's a clue there, absurdly singular. Newton was, David Tennant was. Whereas I was not at all absurdly singular. What? Is he saying that David Tennant is like a troubled person? Because he wanted to be an actor? Uh, he's, I don't know. He three. He's a deeply troubled, unwell person, just like Isaac Newton. <laughs> you know that time that... And not me. You know that time that David Tennant uh, stabbed a bunch of, like, forks into his eyes just to, to like, uh, study how it impacted his ability to perceive color? Or whatever Isaac Newton... Isaac Newton did that kind of shit. He, like, jammed metal rods up in his eyeballs to try to, like, see what it did to his color perception. It's all... Yeah, and then T Pain <laughs> making all these like impossible rhymes possible. Impossible rhymes. Um, <laughs> that is one of my favorite. He doesn't rhymes even T Pain. It is. It is very good. Um, he does not even talk about T Pain though. Um, oh my god. He says, "Yes, I have a ton of things I really wished I'd done. Life isn't perfect, but I can look back and know that I've had a good life in my 68th year, and hopefully the best maybe yet to come. Who knows?" Oh, he's he's 68. <laughs> oh, he's almost to that good year where you get all the sex. <laughs> I was deep about that. <laughs> Please, is that what happens when you turn 69? <laughs> I bet there's a Yahoo Answers just asking that exact question. So this this Mark Willis guy, I just I treasure this guy. Just like such earnestness and sincerity. He wrote 338 words to this obviously joke question, and he doesn't even touch on T Pain at all. <laughs> In between all of that, I've been a father of two smashing boys. <laughs> Those boys really smashed. Let me tell you. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, they just keep getting smaller. They got the Benjamin buttons. <laughs> he just pounds them with a hammer every night. <clears throat> Two smashing boys who have both grown up to be wonderful men, kind, great human beings, and the best values, caring about the, per- the world and the people in it. Wait, they've grown up to be great human beings and values? Hmm. You can't kill an idea. Mm. Batman. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you got any more uh, Koras? No, there's very... Nobody is on Korra. There are no people there. Um, so I like search for T-Pain and there's like five of them or something. It's a, it's a ghost town. So that won't be a recurring segment, let me tell you. Okay. So I, I'll just read one uh, annotation from the genius. One genius comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the song Five O'Clock, um, Wiz Khalifa raps, uh, it's five o'clock in the morning and you yawning, but I've been drinking all night and I feel like performing. Mm-hmm. Genius user Get to Know Me says, she's tired because it's 5 a.m., but he has been drinking, so he feels like having sex, which, pause, when I'm drinking, not the effect it has <laughs> on me. <laughs> mm, I can't say that it, it makes me It makes me horny for sleeping. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll continue the quote. An alternate... Uh, sorry, an alternate interpretation of this verse is ellipses, and I feel like a foreman. End a quote. Foreman. Um, instead of instead of performing, due to the nature of the stereotypical drunken gate guarding foreman. What? What? So there's a little little knowledge. Is that a stereotype? A what? What is what is that? I think he's talking about like a night like a night watchman. Like, who watches the Watchmen kind of thing, except for he thinks that it's Foreman. Who fours the Foreman? <laughs> God damn it, I was going to say that. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what? What are we even doing? As, as human civilization, I mean. <laughs> Why? Uh, but Get to Know Me foreman? also says... Um, uh, when Wiz Khalifa says, the sun ain't the only thing that's coming up, Get to Know Me just says, morning, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't What's think the is the thing that, like... Glory? So, in this in this situation, um, Wiz Khalifa slash T-Pain, um, hybrid person, um, are, like, staying up all night um, and then coming home to have sex. Yeah, uh, or coming to this morning room. wood. Yeah, so it's like in, this person thinks that every morning every person uh, gets a boner regardless of whether they've gone to sleep or not. <laughs> it's just it's uh, your your weenie takes a little peek at the clock and it says, "Oh, it's six a.m. Time to get up." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a function of uh, not a function of what your body has been doing or not doing. It's a function of the hour that it is. All right. Well, so much for having a shorter show with That's this about new the format. same, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll see if I cut a bunch out. I don't know. All right. Well, next week we'll be talking about, <laughs> I guess, his next uh, mixtape. What is that? You'd think I'd have learned by now to actually pull this stuff up before I start saying the words out of my mouth. Yeah, let's hope this mixtape is a little easier to find the lyrics for and the music for. Yeah. 
stoic, I guess. All right. Yeah. So it we're just doing that stoic after. and then little Wayne. I mean, T Wayne, right? Uh, no, we're doing stoic. Then we have another, another, um, studio album, another studio album, oblivion, the yeah. Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> the the uh yeah we're gonna do motion picture soundtrack and oblivion yeah it's the video game yeah we'll just play the video game and whatever um yeah then we have to figure out who we're gonna do after t-pain yeah wow okay all right well until next week with stoic you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website or tweet us at toadbs podcast and let us know what you think of this new format yeah and if you hate it, just go ahead and tweet at Cameron DeWitt. <laughs> no, do, that's the tweet place. It, tweet at my wife who doesn't have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just just write his wife in the tweet and she'll she'll get it somehow eventually. Uh, but Cameron volunteered to be the, the ombudsman, uh, the foreman. And so you can just send him your mean tweets. Oh, oh if you if you like the new format, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Heh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, Episode which is making its 100. own transition. It's yeah. coming out in two days from this release. He's got a real hundo. Yeah. The Benjamin. I like to keep it 100. Yeah. It's a dime of dimes. Yeah. 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 He's got new cover art and everything. We have a very special guest, and it's me. Oh. I'm the guest for episode 100. That guy's okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's all right, if you're into that. Uh, Also, Get Up in the Cool Volume 2, the best of 2017 CD, is now officially available for pre-order or download. Pre-download. Pre-Volver or Volver. No, uh, actually, I think by by the time this comes out, you'll be able to just order it or just download it. It'll be available. So, go get it. It's like uh, tunes and songs from the show that I've like spent a little more, given a little more TLC and made pop a little more for a cd and uh you do tlc covers and it's all tlc covers (laughs) you just play waterfall like 10 times banjo yeah yeah it's old time music i don't know if i mentioned that yeah it's a it's a real old time uh very old school waterfalls all right man i kind of want to hear that (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it exists i'm sure there's some genericana like white people who have done that. Now I'm sad. Now I'm sad. Hooray. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm a smashing boy. I'm uh, Cameron, the bottom Johnson. (laughs) Johnson? (laughs) Uh, Betcha bottom Johnson that tomorrow. Speaking of staticking out, I finished the uh, Adventures Adventure Zone graphic novel the day before it was released. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm working my way through it. I'm I'm also reading this other book right now, so I'm trying not to just like abandon this other book because mm. it's the first it's the first one that I've uh, like non book with pictures that I've read since having a child, uh, literally. Uh-huh. Uh, be, and it only took me quitting my uh, full-time job. Oh, well, that helps for sure. So, what book is it? I'm like trying to like. Uh, it's called the uh, the beginning place. It's like a short book, but hmm. it's a Ursula K. Le Guin fantasy. Oh, okay. She she's novel. good. I read um the Left Hand of Darkness a year or two ago. 
Oh, love that book. Yeah, good one. Did you read The Dispossessed? Nope. I think that's the only thing of hers I've read, except for maybe one or two short stories. Dispossessed is probably my favorite. Left-handed darkness is probably tied. Yeah. I went through kind of a science fiction kick for a while there. Sort of like, I don't know, upscale science fiction. So I was reading, I read uh, Dune by Frank Herbert, which is a great book. Man, I don't know... It's a, it, here's, here's what I think about that book. It's a great book, but it's not a good book. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. It's groundbreaking and important and thought provoking, but it's a terrible narrative and it's kind of badly written at the macro level. Just like at the sentence level, it's like pretty badly written. Um, yeah. but the, the sequels are much worse. I, tr- I tried to read like the direct sequel oh, no. right after it. It's like unreadable. That's my hot take. Everybody at me. Yeah. 